our lovely Julie, our pastor, our anointed woman is here to deliver the word of God. Let's receive it. Father God, I pray for Julie's lips and her thoughts and her mind. Anoint her and put your words in her mouth so that, Lord, we are blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Bless you. Wasn't Florine amazing this morning? Okay, so I thought I'd talk a little bit this morning about what's been going on for me recently. Um, I've been feeling such a desperation and a need to get closer to God. I work odd hours, so I don't work nine to five. I work an hour and then I stop for a bit, then I work another hour and blah, blah. So between each session, I'm kind of desperate to get in my, what I now call my prayer chair, which is just a little chair in the corner downstairs. And I, I'm desperate to just get there and just, even if it's five minutes, just sit and be with God because I'm just hungry. I am so hungry. I am so desperate to see, to see more. I want to see more salvations. I want to see the hurting know that they're loved. I want people to find hope in him. I want the homeless to know that they're not forgotten, that they are loved, that somebody loves them. My heart has been so desperate recently that I've just been crying. And I'm going to cry again, so (laughs) I'm going to move on. So I've been thinking about what that all means. What does that mean to me? What does that mean to us? Luke 4, 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Not he will, but he has anointed. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. Again, he has sent. Not he will or he might. But he has sent us to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I was so challenged this week because I was flicking through different um, sermons from different places and thinking, what's what's on other people's hearts? What are they going on? And this one was from a very, very well-known church leader. And he asked his congregation these questions. These are only a couple of them, by the way. He asked them, When was the last time they spoke to a non-Christian friend or neighbor or family member about the Lord? When did they ask last offer to pray for a non-believer outside of the church? How many people had they invited to a church service over the past year? Now, I'm wondering what your reaction is because I'm very aware what mine was. He didn't intend it to be a judgment or a condemnation, but a reminder that we are anointed to do those things. We are anointed to pray for the sick. We're anointed to proclaim the good news and bring freedom to the captives. And the more we step out, the more fruit we're going to see and the more our faith will grow. My hunger and desperation to see more of the Lord 
showing the people who he is in our towns means me getting closer to him. It means me listening to his voice and his guidance and then stepping out in the anointing that he's placed on me and you. Jesus told Simon Peter and his brother Andrew, come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. A fisherman has to cast out his net. The fish don't usually just jump into the boat or jump onto the side of a river. If you're not holding a fishing rod, you've got to cast your net. What Jesus was saying to Simon Peter was he, was, he would use the skills that he'd given him that he'd learned to harvest souls. By casting his net in a different way, he would now be doing the work of the Lord. It was Peter, after Pentecost, who spoke out. He cast his net, and 3,000 souls were saved. If you're thinking, well, the Lord didn't tell me that I'm going to be a fisherman, that may be true, but what he did say is, proclaim the message The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And if you're thinking again, that was just for the 12 disciples. Hebrews 3 says, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. The aim of every believer is to become more like Jesus, isn't it? And he was called an apostle and a high priest. And he replicated himself in the 12 apostles. And he said, whoever believes in me, whoever believes in me and does the works that I have been doing, they will do even greater things than these. Because I am going to the Father, I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Jesus sent out the twelve apostles to make disciples of all nations and to follow and become like him. So that's us. It means every believer who follows his commands is able to do those things, is anointed to do those things. 1 Peter 2 says, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Ephesians 2, 19 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his, his spirit. A dwelling place, place for his spirit. That's you and me. Here's a few more verses. In 1 John 2, 27, it says, As for you, the, 
the anointing you received from him remains in you. You have the mark of the Holy Spirit. You have the seal of the Holy Spirit. His anointing remains in you. doesn't matter if you've had a bad day. His anointing remains in you. Mark eleven twenty four says, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. When we pray, when we believe and we leave it to the Lord, he will deal with it. I know I've been there. I know there are times when we pray for things and we don't see the answer immediately. We've been grown, we've grown up, haven't we, in a, a situation where we expect to see the answers for everything. We eat fast food, we send emails, we jump in cars, trains, planes to get places quickly. So if we don't hear a text replied to immediately, we worry about that too. Well, don't they like me anymore? What's the matter? Have I upset them? What's going on? I can't even begin to imagine what it must have been like hundreds of years ago, sending letters and waiting for a reply that could be months, even years down the road. They walked everywhere. There were no cars, no planes, no no fast food. They had to build a fire before they cooked, and they had to cut the wood before they did that. I wouldn't do very well there. One of the things that can happen when our prayers aren't answered immediately is we become very weary and quickly. We wonder if we've done something wrong. But it's not us who answers those prayers. It's the Lord Jesus. We don't have to take on that burden of, did I do something wrong? No. He knows exactly when it's the best time for us to have those prayers answered. We don't have to understand what's going on. We really don't. We don't have to understand what's going on. We just have to pray and believe and hand it over and have faith that he will deal with it. Hebrews 11 says, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. We can't wait to see to believe. We believe, then we'll see. Every one of our prayers is heard. Every one of them, not one of them gets lost in the ether. When we start believing that, we'll live in peace, we'll live in joy, and we'll live in hope. Here's the thing that I got a vision this week, and I'll share it. I saw a seed that was planted, and I saw how it works. The root grows down first, vertically. Then, as the the plant itself gets stronger on the top, Little roots grow horizontal as well to support that growth. They support it before it it breaks through. It breaks through the soil. That root is growing strong. We can't see it though. We don't know until that breakthrough happens that anything is going on. But it is. Something is going on, and that it's like that with our prayers. When we pray. Something is going on in the heavenlies. So let's not get weary. Let's not get downhearted. If we keep praying, if we keep reaching out, if we keep calling other Christians to support us, to encourage us, 
If we read the word, if we spend time with him, if we let the comforter comfort us, we will see miracles. Hebrews 6.12 says, we don't want you to become lazy, but imitate, but imitate those who through faith and patience in matter with me today sorry my tongue is tied let me read that again we don't want you to become lazy but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what is promised so if i had to summarize today it's that i need i need to get closer to the lord i need him to guide me to speak to me to tell me what my next step is because he has placed an anointing on me and you to take that step. If I want people to know the Lord, I have to tell more people about him. If I want to see more healings, I've got to pray for them. If I want to see more people's chains broken, I need to pray for them and tell them where that, where that relief and where that chain has been broken from. I remember when I first became a Christian, we went out onto the streets and there was a group of drug addicts. And I went straight up to them because I was thinking, they're the lost. They're the ones who are taking drugs because they are hurting so badly that they can't face it. They're the lost. We don't need to be afraid of someone because they have addictions. We need to go and tell them who God is, and that, they, that he loves them, that he is their hope, that he is the way, that he is the answer. And when we do that, we will see those breakthroughs. I've seen a heroin addict come to faith and that, that addiction being broken overnight. We can do it. But we need to cast our nets further. And wider to inherit the promise given to us. If we believe for answers to our prayers and know that something is happening, even if we can't see it, that something is happening in the heavenlies, that God has heard that prayer, we can let go and we can live in joy instead of worrying, well, why didn't that work? Something's happening. It doesn't mean it didn't work. It means something's happening in the heavenlies. Give it to God and get on with the next step. You are anointed. I am anointed to preach the good news, to set the captives free, to heal the sick in the name of Jesus. Prayers are like seeds. They're growing roots first but there will be breakthrough if we water them and we don't give up if we carry on praying and say yeah thanks lord because i know you've got this one that's watering the seed and that root will continue to grow and then there will be breakthrough as it grows and it breaks through the soil and it comes out into the light our purpose is to become more like the lord jesus he showed the Father's love to everyone. He prayed for the sick and every one of them was healed. He commanded the demons to get out of the possessed because he brought and paid for their freedom. 
And he told you and me that we will do greater things. He's calling us this morning to come closer. Because when we come closer, we get into his presence. We know how wonderful he is and our faith grows. Hebrews Hebrews 11 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Verse 20 jumps on. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. Notice they didn't do it just once. They had to keep doing it seven whole days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she had welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. It carries on. What more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephat, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle, and routed foreign armies. Women received their dead back to life. By faith, all these things are possible for those who believe in the name of Jesus. And I am so hungry to see more of his kingdom come. We can do that together. We're not alone in that. Matthew's. Five, six said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. I don't know if you've been following um, the outpouring of the spirit in Ashbury in the university, but 9 p.m. last night, it showed not hundreds, but probably more than a thousand people wanting to get in the building, to get close, to join in. There's a whole world out there, guys, who are hungry and they don't know what they're hungry for. There's a void in them. They're feeling lost. And we are fishermen of men. We can be that beacon on a hill, that lamp on a table. We can share the hope in the world that is lost. There is a call on our life. Are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to go deeper? Do you want to go deeper this morning? Do you want to cast your nets? Do you want to shine bright? I am so desperate to see more. It's not enough what I've seen. I've been calling out to the Lord. I need more. I need to see more of you. I need to see this town come to know you. There's so much wickedness in this world. But there's so much good. And good conquers evil every single time. The battle has been won. The war was already fought. It's already won. All we have to do is tell people about it and tell them that there is hope. 